Welcome back to Wifely Wisdom. Insert applause. You know something? I'm going to have to figure out how to insert an applause at some point. But don't you worry. So we are back. And this topic, you know, I've been wanting to do it for quite some time. But you know what? Glory to God. This is the time now. And, uh, you know, I'm going to say it. I'm excited. <laughs> so the today's topic is all about the self-made woman. Is really, you know, it's something that, you know, I think this is going to shift some things, you know. I understand, you know, it may offend some folks, but listen, tune in. Please give me your thoughts because I'm going to hit you with the, you know, with the word, with scripture, okay. You you can't really fight me when I'm coming with the sword, which is the word, right. (laughs) But um, yes, Um, and before I do, I just want to go talk about our last episode, which was tend to your children. If you are a mother or if you know a mother, Please, please, please let them listen to it. Um, that was we did a challenge about just praying for our children for you know, uh, you know, leave from that day that from that day leading up to Mother's Day for an hour straight and praying for nobody else but our children. And let me tell you, it broke down some things. And if you participated in the challenge, please email me, DM me. Um, why my email is wifely wisdom the number one at gmail so wifelywisdom1 at gmail.com you can dm me on instagram or facebook let me know yes share your testimony i'm excited to see you know how it really moves in your child whether your child and if you have not done it maybe you feel like oh my child is an adult listen it's never too late step up in that role and pray for your children you can never not pray i don't care if they're married pray your prayers do hold some sort of weight right okay so I just wanted to get that out you know I don't really I it was such a powerful breakthrough that I just had to share okay now self-made women okay now that's such a term that's not really I don't believe in the term self-made but I use it because a lot of I say that as a title because a lot of women feel that way now you know, a lot of people feel that way. I, I applaud, we applaud successful women, but we condemn the term self-made, right? Because that's not of God. So once again, this is wifely wisdom, okay? Um, this is geared towards wives, people who are fiancés, girlfriends, or believe in God to be a wife, right? And this is also for believers, right? This is Christian right? So my backing is biblical. My backing is by way of the Holy Spirit. My backing is through the word. So, you know, there's not much debate here, but like I said, if this, if this is your belief, I encourage you to listen. If it's not, I encourage you to listen. I'm excited to see God really shift in your life. Okay. So, um, one of the things that, um, led me is there are a lot of women who, you know, are successful before marriage, right? Um, just, you know, there are a lot of women who are successful before marriage. They have, you know, made their first millions before marriage. They have made, um, they made their first millions before marriage, right? You have some of these women who are single, really believe in God for marriage. And you have some of these women who are already married. And yet there's something similar. They, they still, there, there is an air about them that is maybe not godly, okay? Now, I want to start this off. It was a situation that I, a few situations have come up that I, I, 
you know, I, I learned about. And I kind of was like, you know, I was like, oh, that's not good. You know, if, you know, when, when, when you think about these self-made, excuse me, these women who are successful in their own right, meaning they before they got married, you know, they talk about, you know, it's my money, right? I could do this because it's mine. Um, I could do this, you know, you know, I, or they, they take that attitude into their house. They take that attitude into their marriage and that attitude can really be a key, a major key for divorce. Okay. That attitude that took, that you have, that you're taking into your marriage will right along, open the door for you to walk right back out your marriage. And I'm sorry, no one, I'm not here to get married for, to get divorced. And I, I imagine you aren't, you know, you don't want to, you know, either. So if you're someone who's listening, who, you know, may have been successful before they got married or, um, you know someone, please tune in and share it. You know, I pray that this really blesses you, that it shifts some things and that it puts you back in right standing with God in your marriage, you know, listen. Okay. Now. Immediately before we even begin, we have to just come against the feminism movement, right? Because that movement is what it does is it it, it creates that deception in your mind to feel that, you know, it's you that did it. You can do what men, you know, that you, you're, you can do what men do just as good as they can do it. It causes a lot of offense and it really blocks you from really hearing and getting that, that major key that you need, right? That feminism movement is actually a demonic principality that is causing women to really be out of order and come out of the role that God always intended. I am not saying that you have to be a housewife. I am not saying that you can't be a billionaire status. I'm not saying that you you can't be a boss. I'm not saying that, but what I am saying is that when it comes to your role as a wife, order is still set. The word God is not double-minded. The role did not change. Okay. So now for the women who are in marriages or who want to be in marriages, but really is like, this is my money. Okay, this ain't your money. This is my money. One of those situations I want to really just break. I want to really bring you back into remembrance about something that Jehovah Jireh is our provider, right? God is our provider, right? So I want to get that. This is my money. That self, I want to get that about your nose. I want to get that about your mind, right? The title in itself of being self-made, independent, it really sets you back because we have to remember this. We are nothing without God. We are nothing without God. Everything we have is because of God. Everything we have is because of God. If you are a millionaire, right? Before you got married, right? It's because God blessed you. And God get and he and God blessed you. God gave you favor in his sight and in the eyes of man. The re- the only reason why you are a millionaire is because God permitted it. Permitted it. Do you understand? The only reason why you are a millionaire is because God permitted you to be so. So we have to remember that it is because of God. And I need to explain this is not to say that people don't know, but maybe I need to reiterate it because there are some, it tends to be forgotten in the minds of certain women who are successful before marriage, because when they get into marriage, they feel as though, you know, they, they did that. They know what to do. They good. No, it's because of God It's not you. It's only by the grace of God. All right. It's very important. And so now I also want to talk about the success. I want to congratulate you. 
I want to congratulate. That is a testimony. You may have been the first person out of your family to be a millionaire. You may have come from the gutter, right? You may have been homeless from the street to Wall Street. You know what I'm saying? You may have been, you know, you may have come from a place where, you know, you might have been a stripper and now you you are successful in real estate, right? You may have come from foster care and now you are a billionaire, okay? You may have come from, from or you may have come from a lot of wealth, right? But yet you're still maintaining it, holding it down by the grace of God. That is a testimony, you are probably a generational curse breaker. We give God the praise for you. We give God the praise for you. But I'm coming to you as a wife. That is what this is about. That is what this whole episode is about. I'm coming to you as a wife. And what happens is it's very important that you remember that that got you about the reason why you have it is by God's grace. And also that it does not make you. You understand? Okay. Something that as I and I and and you know I want to be clear like we are all learning here. This is we're all learning. I'm learning too. My first lady at my church, right? My first lady um uh woman of God, she's her name is Leslie Osei. She said she said something that blessed my life. She said Although she's she's successful in her own right, like she makes money in her own right, right? She said her title, she is the wife to her husband. Whatever his title is, that she is the wife to him. She's not, you know, let's say, you know, she's the wife to him. So what that means is, right, you can, she, she gave this example. She may not have used the exact title, but let's say she said you can be a billionaire, right? You can, but... If your husband is a sanitation worker, you are the wife to a sanitation worker. That is something. What what she did was, what that did was that that put something in my mind. That was a seed that was planted. What that shows me is my success as a wife is to help. See, we are helpmeets, right? We are helpmeets. What that means is, is that success while, although, right, it is a testament to the glory of God, although it is, is a, it, can, it can win souls to Christ, although it is evident, it is a fruitful, tangible evidence that God is working in our life. As a wife, we are a helpmeet and that success is to help our family and our husbands. Do you understand? That type of mindset is what keeps you happy, is what, excuse me, is what keeps you humble and is what keeps you married and is what keeps you in order. The Bible instructs us to respect our husbands, right? You have to respect your husbands, but that may not be easy, right? When you're always the ones demanding respect out of the home. If you are a CEO, a COO, you are a boss, you are the owner of a Fortune 500. There's a certain, there's a certain way you got to move and you got to groove. You got to be a a shark out there in them streets. In the, you know what I'm saying? You, you, you got to, you a lawyer, you a doctor, you got to hold it down, but you got to understand when you come home, it's something totally different. Are you, are you rolling with me yet? I hope that you are. It's something totally different. When you walk up in that house, you're you're no longer boss lady. You're no longer president. You're no longer CEO. You're no longer billionaire. You know, you are the wife of. Once again, I'm coming to you as a wife and I'm talking to my wives. You understand? And the ones who are believing God to be a wife. This is very important to get. 
Because if you take that mentality, if you take that attitude with you into the home, right? If you take that attitude with you into the home, what that can do is honestly, that causes you to get out of alignment. Now you're treating your husband like he's an employee. Imagine that you have people waiting on you all day. You have your assistants, you have your, um, your employees, you have, you know, your lawyers, you have your people, your, uh, your agents, all of those people waiting on you. But when you get home, if you don't take off that hat and put on the hat of a wife, you end up treating your husband like he's an assistant, like he's an agent. Like he, like, like, you know what I'm saying? That's how you end up treating your husband and know that don't, it doesn't work like that. I would even, if you are already married and this is your story, I would even encourage you really that to dress differently when you get in the house. That may sound weird, but I mean, like if you're a a, a boss woman, always wearing suits, I would even encourage you when you get home to wear something more, you know, if, if that's what your husband likes. And I say that to not take a strip away your personality, but to just remind you that you are still a wife that yes, outside the door, outside your, 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 um, home, you, you know, you you are you a thug with it right you a boss with it right you aggressive but when you're home it's something different I would encourage you to maybe wear a nice gown like a nightgown a dress maybe even I mean truthfully like a nice um you know something casual to kind of push you in back into that idea of who you are to your husband this may have really offend some folks here but I pray that my prayer for you is that that my prayer for you is that you could hear, that your ears are open to really hear as the learned, really so. Because this could save your marriage if you're already married. And this could, and if you're not, this can prevent you from really getting into some mess. This can prevent you from, from really messing up your marriage, really so. So, yeah. Um, but anyway, sorry. <laughs> I want to really um, read, uh, I want to go to the scripture because you know we don't play that. I want to read Titus chapter 2 verses 3 to 5. Titus chapter 2 verses 3 to 5, right? And what I love about this is this group of um, verses is actually called in the New King James Version. That's what we're reading out of New King James Version. It's called Qualities of a Sound Church. Now, we know that, and so the church they were talking, you know, Titus was explaining, you know, just really sound order in a church. But we also can take this into our homes, right? And what is a sound? What's sound? Something that's peaceful, rational, right? So these are the qualities of a sound church. Now, this is what it says. The older women, likewise, that they be reverent in behavior, not slanderers, not given to much wine, teachers of good things, that they admonish the younger women to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, chaste, homemakers, good, obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God may not be blasphemed, right? That the word of God may not be blasphemed, okay? So this is interesting that the Bible says, so sometimes, you know, we can talk about the, you know, the world, right? The media will have you get offended, but in the Bible, the Bible didn't change. This is not, oh, well, this is because this was written back in. No, this is, this is foundational. They're telling, they're giving the women, the older women instruction to teach the younger women how to love their husbands, to love their children. They're teaching, they have to learn this, right? To be discreet, to be chaste, to be homemakers, to be good and to be obedient to their own husbands. 
This is not, oh, only if you're a wife that's a housewife. No, no, no. This is if you're a wife that you happen to be, a, well, I keep saying it, right? A CEO, you happen to be a singer, a successful singer. You happen to be a successful actress. You happen to be a successful author. You happen to be a successful um, entrepreneur, right? A millionaire, a billionaire in your own right, right? You happen to know that this still remains the same, that you have to still love your husband, love your children, be discreet, be chaste, be a homemaker, come on somebody, a homemaker, be good and be obedient to their own husbands. Oh, whoa, right? That's what that means. Because once again, your this, this is your role of a wife. If you are a, if you are a, entrepreneur if you are you have you have your parents you know you have friends those are different roles you have a role you you are you may be the role of a friend you may be the role of a successful businesswoman you may be the role of a um uh, of a daughter you may be the role of a boss you may be the role of a mentor but you are a role of a wife and truth be told this is one of the most this is probably second to being the daughter of god this is the most important role right after that okay so that is why this is so important so let's let's break this down i, I want to break this down right let's break this down god help me today so God, so we're, the Bible is instructing us to love our husbands. So we're supposed to love them. They're teaching us to love. We're to, we're, we're, the Bible instructs us to love them. That, meaning we're, we're supposed to learn how to love our husbands, right? Love them. Be patient with them. Be kind, right? Be slow to anger, quick to forgive, right? We have to learn how to admire them, build them up, right? When you love somebody truthfully, you want the best with them. When you love somebody, you you do what's right by them. You you really when you truly love someone, love 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 someone, there is a certain way that you treat them that I mean, you can't ignore it. I'm not talking about fake love. I'm talking about the love of God. They teach they're wanting us we have to learn to love our children. Let me tell you something. When your children be cutting up, it can be easy to go off nonstop, but we, the older women are required to teach us how to be patient with them, how to, 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 to rebuke them and correct them in love, right? How to build them up, how to teach them in love, right? We have to be discreet. Now, what's discreet? To be tactful, considerate, to be wise. Hey, wifely wisdom. Okay, sorry. To be wise, to be prudent, right? There, you know, we have to be tactful. Let's know when to speak and when not to speak, what to say and what not to say, right? Let's be tactful and wise in how we handle our husbands. To our husbands, this is important. How do we handle them? How do we speak to them? We have to learn them because in order to be discreet, you actually and to be tactful, you actually got to learn who you're being tactful for and tactful with, right? Learn, you know, is this the right time to speak to them about this? Learn, is this the right time to say this to them? This is what you are actually having to be. You have to be prudent. You have to have knowledge. You have to use wisdom. They said we have to be chaste. What's chaste? Modest virtuous, innocent, guiltless. Now, ooh, modest, wait a minute. You know, I, I can't even feel that. It's, it's strong, but it's okay because guess what? We're going to break and dismantle some things. Yes, you have to be modest. That means when you come as a wife, 
certain things shouldn't you shouldn't be showing all of it out that that is disrespectful to your husband now if you have a husband that wants it all out that's another story for another day but truthfully you want to be modest it's important you want to be innocent guiltless there should be no truthfully you need to be making sure that before god you are guiltless that if anybody dares trying to say something it is a lie you understand? You want to make sure that you are consistently in right standing with God as a wife. As a wife, it is important that his wife is guiltless. Truthfully, that is what his role is to make sure you are. But also, you want to make sure you are as well. You want to be a homemaker. What does that mean? That means you must manage your home. I'm not telling you if you have to be so you have to cook and clean. If if you have it like that, you can hire servants to cook and clean for you. However, you need to be managing it no matter what. If you can't cook, but your husband can cook, you still need to be managing it. You still need to make sure, hey, babe, do you need everything you need for the for your grocery list? I can run to the grocery store for you. I can order it off of a, you know, an, a grocery app. I can get everything you need. Hey, let's, you know, do you want me to run down the stuff do you want that you want to make? I can make that easier for you. And truth be told, you may want to start to learn how to cook, you know, just, you know, for those times where he may not feel like it, right? Um, Let's say both of y'all don't know how to cook. You know, you're in charge of ordering the takeout, making sure that the takeout is right, making sure that's what he wants, what you want. You're still managing your home. You know, if you're, if he's the one that he's a neat freak, right? You're not, okay? And he loves to clean. You're asking God for the grace to clean, but as well as you're making sure that the house is getting clean. You're making sure that the children are cleaning. You're making sure that you're rising up to that standard. If you're, if you have cleaners that come in, you're hiring the cleaners. You're making sure that there's a budget for the cleaners. You're still managing your home. If there is something, you know, batteries should be in your home, right? Uh, certain things that, that when it runs out, you should be keeping up. You should be abreast of this. Yes, outside of the four walls of your home, you may be the boss and you have somebody keeping inventory for you. But in your home, you're the one keeping inventory. You get what I'm saying? Okay, you're supposed to be good. What's good? Quality, outstanding, exceptional. You know, you got to be somebody that your husband brags about. You understand? And obedience. You have to obey. That is not easy. I get it. Oh, I get it. Obeying is not easy. Okay? You're submitting to the authority of him. Okay, now y'all both submit to Christ, but you're under you submit to under his authority. That is the truth. You're not saying you're what is obeying. You're respecting what he's saying. You're respecting him. Now, of course, you if there's something that is immoral, God is not going to have you do it. So, you know, you can easily go before God and God will move for you. You know, God will move for you. But what I'm saying is you have to obey. What does that mean? When you're in for when you're at your business, you're 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 setting meetings. You tell your employees to do this, this, and this, and you're expecting this. Guess what? When you come in the house and your husband says to you, "Hun, um, let me think of an example here." If your husband says to you, um, "I don't know," let's uh, you know we you know we're going on vacation to Jamaica, right? And let's say you was really you were going on vacation to Jamaica. Um, I booked the trip or whatever. And let's say, you know, that may not have been your first choice. You're submitting to that. Now, that was such a sweet 
<laughs> that was such a really nice <laughs> example. But you know what I'm saying? Like, let's say he says, babe, everybody, let's get up and let's clean on Saturday. That means on Saturday, you're getting up and cleaning. Yes, you know, you have the ability to go before God and say, God, I really was looking forward to sleeping. And, but I'm saying if it didn't shift, that means you still must do it. You get what I'm saying? Okay. This, these principles are godly principles. These principles is what's order, what says order, and it helps you. The, it could be, it's not the easiest thing when, you know, you're a millionaire in your own right, right? It's not the most easiest thing. However, it still can be done as long as you follow these basic principles. When you go home, take off, when you come home, right? You're no longer the boss, you're now the wife, you're always the wife, but what I'm saying is you're really the wife. He really is priority. He really is. What that means is that if you have, um, let's say you come home and you have someone calling you about work and he said, he said, but I really, I, I, can you not answer that? I want to spend time with you. That means that's what you have to do. Now, the Bible also tells us that we have to be equally yoked. So it can be a little hard that, you know, for a man to understand if you're a billionaire or a multimillionaire and he makes, you know, $30,000 a year, you may really get a lot of those. I want to spend time with you, but that's another story for another day. I'll get into that a little bit, but you know, you, you do want to make sure you're married who God has called you. And also you want to take your talents because if you're that successful, that means your mind is your mindset is correct and that means you know how to hustle and grind and you want to be able to help your husband and push him and help him elevate to that place so that you guys can be equally yoked in the area of business you know because there may be something that he's battling with so if you are somebody um who it may be married to somebody who really is making a in a lower tax bracket than you are you know, individually is in a lower tax bracket. He brings in like, you know, $30,000, $50,000 and you're bringing in $500,000. You know, that is a huge gap. However, that means there's something that there's a missing link here and there's something and you need to begin praying and you also need to ask God to help you build him up because he could, it could be intimidation. It could be slothfulness, laziness. It could be pride, but you have a father in heaven that's just waiting for you to come to him so that you can ask God to help you and, and to deliver your husband from those things so he can receive you as the help you were always meant to be for him so that he can reach the fullest potential because I don't imagine that being easy easy having to respect someone in that area you know we just keeping it real I don't imagine that to be an easy thing okay yeah and so yeah and also I want to also say your six and, and going back to your success right your success is biblical to be successful it is very biblical to be successful because your success is what helps your household and I um and I just want to really thinking about Proverbs 31, right? We're going to talk about that um, in detail, but I just want to really, you know, quickly talk about that. In Proverbs 31, you know, God talks about Proverbs, uh, Proverbs 31 woman, right? She helps her household. She, she, her, her businesses are successful. Her husband brags on her, right? Her husband's very proud of the work she does. Even her children do. Um, you know what I'm saying? She looks over her household. She does everything that we talk about, right? So that tells us that we can be successful in our own right and, and it still be biblical, 
the difference is is how are you treating your husband in that way how are you how are you are you a good steward over your success are you respecting your husband even though you're successful how are you handling the success what are you doing in that area you know there's a difference between a proverbs 31 woman and a woman who is full of pride and puffed up forgetting that it was god that made her successful anyways right what happens uh how do you handle does your husband let's let's i'll give you i'll ask some questions does your husband have to ask you to borrow money does your husband have to ask you to um loan ask you to loan him money does your husband um does your does your husband you know is is he your assistant right I want to be clear about that. Careful with that. Is he your assistant? Do you assist your husband? So does it go both ways, right? Do you assist him? Okay. Um, does he know his purpose in life? Um, do you know your purpose in life, right? So if you know what you're supposed to be doing and he doesn't, what are you doing about that? Have you been praying about that? Right. Um, do you are you the one? Are you the shot caller in the house? Are you the one that's setting the rules up in the house? Are you the one that's telling him what to do in the home? Um, do you respect him? Right. Do you disrespect him in front of friends? OK. Um, do you when he comes home from a long day of work, do you do you start going off? Even you know if he did something really that pissed you off, do you go off on him? Right. Do you treat do you use the same language you use with your assistant that you that, you know, that you do with your husband? You know, these are all questions that you have to ask that'll help you determine, please, um, and run this back. If you need to write it down, I would encourage you to do so. But these are questions that you want to ask that'll show you. Listen, am I a Proverbs 31 woman or am I a um, a woman who is puffed up with pride, who thinks that I'm self-made? And who forgot that a a boss is just, that's just your profession. You understand? That's just your profession. That's just something God has given you so that you can help your household. So that when times come, when famine hits, that you were able to um, bring in the food to your home. You were able to, you were able to clothe your family. You're not afraid of the winter because that's biblical. You are a help meet to your husband. You are, you are helping him. You are helping the family. Okay. You are not the head. He is the head. So you have to submit to him. Now, if you have an issue with that, it is time you have to, it's time you need to take a second and you need to go before God. I would encourage you to fast because there's some things out of order and then maybe some deliverance that you may need, but truthfully, and, and I pray that God leads you to the correct deliverance ministry. I pray that God leads you there because it will be very important for you to do so. If you got, if you listen to this, um, this episode and you've gotten upset set you've gotten angry you've gotten frustrated i would full-on encourage you to seek a deliverance ministry i know one is kingdom full tabernacle kingdom full tabernacle look it up trust me when i say they are good there that is a deliverance ministry i recommend but i'm telling you the truth now if that is how you feel it is important because your marriage is in trouble it is important for you as a woman to be discreet, to be chaste, to be good, to be obedient, to be homemakers in your home. That is what God requires and that there is protection in that. There is blessings in that, okay? 
There is breakthrough in that. Society will make us feel that being meek is being weak. That is not the case. And so I just encourage you all to really take time chew on this as well as listen up for next week's episode. Is this really going to seal this all in? But I really wanted to break this up because today we're talking about the self-made. And I I really did briefly, you know, brush up on Proverbs 31. But I really want to break down Proverbs 31 with you all because it's important to know that success is biblical. Um, it is, you know, what women we are help meet and a, and a virtuous woman, she does bring food into her home. That is the case. But it's important that we reverence our husbands. It is important that we give them the respect that God requires us to. It is important that we don't treat them like an employee. And it's very important to re- remember that it's not, you know, this is my money. This is my stuff. I can do what I want. No, you are still under the authority of your husband. And this is for my wives. You are still under the, th- the authority of your husband. This is no longer, well, this is my money so I can do what I want with it. If that is what he desires for you, that's one thing. But it's another thing if your husband's out here asking you to borrow money, something that is out of order, and that can create a lot of conflict. And it's easy to say, well, you know, he should be intimidated, but are you have are you having a hand in that level of intimidation? Okay. And if he is, you know, in a place where you're making way more than he is, then it's time to really push him to be the, you know, the best person he can be by the grace of God. God has get as help meets, we have that in us. We have the keys. We have the keys to help elevate them. If he's not receiving from you, you know, please listen to these other episodes and pray. Pray that he receive, pray that you have favor with him. You know, sometimes we forget to pray some specific prayers. We sometimes we can ask God, I ask that you give me favor with my husband. I ask that my husband honors me so that his prayers may not be hindered. You know, you understand what I'm saying? You know, they are under constant attack. And so of this woman, she told me something one day. She said, she said to me, she said, be his peace. So you have to ask yourself with that mindset of this is mine. Oh, I got it like that. I'm a boss. I'm this, I'm that. When you're in the house, are you really his peace? Can you sit back and say that? And before you answer that, I want you to truly reflect. I want you to truly reflect upon those things and decide whether you're his peace. And if you're not, guess what? Guess what? Let me tell you. Let me tell you about our father in heaven. His grace is sufficient. You can go before God. You can repent and you can ask God to change you. You can ask God to make you his peace. And so I want to pray with you. Now, I want you know, y'all know, I want to pray with y'all before we leave, right? (laughs) And so we're going to pray. So, Father God, in the name of Jesus, God, we just come before your throne of grace through Christ Jesus, and we thank you, God. Father God, we thank you for this um, episode. We thank you for everyone that it, that it will bless, Father. Every I pray, Father God, that every woman, every listener at the sound of my voice, Father God, that you will um, bless them. Father God, I come against the spirit of offense. I come in the name of Jesus. I come against the spirit of bitterness. I come against the spirit of weariness, Father God. Any woman, Father God, who is trying, Father God, who who did not know, who may not have understood why there was a distance, why there was discord, why there was a disconnect. Father God, I bind that demon of 
of weariness. I bind that demon of offense. I bind that spirit of feminism in the name of Jesus, God. Father God, I pray that you will open their ears to hear your word, Father. Father God, for the sake of your of their marriage, God. May their marriages bring you glory, Father, in the name of Jesus, God. Whosoever has made money their idol, God, I pray that you will convict them in their hearts that they may come to you and repent of these things in the name of Jesus, God. I pray, God, that you will set order back into the homes of every listener at the sound of my voice in the name of Jesus, God. God, we cannot do it without you, Father God. There's so much distractions in the world and in the media. But Father God, I pray for that you will increase the intimacy with each woman, each listener at the sound of my voice between you and them, Father, in the name of Jesus. That they are unmoved by man's opinions, by the world's opinions. In the name of Jesus, I bind every demon of offense that will try to hit after this is uh, after this um podcast is over in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray that you will loose your angels assigned to each listener at the sound of my voice, Father God, that will go against and fight against any spirit of offense, any um, backlash or retaliation that will try to come against that will cause them to believe um, the enemy versus you, God. Father God, I pray that your plans for their lives overthrow the plans of the enemy. I thank you, God, for breaking and dismantling um, every... um, a false doctrines in the name of Jesus. Every um, mindset that was incorrect, I thank you for recalibrating the minds of the listeners that are listening right now in the name of Jesus, God. Father God, we humbly surrender to you, God, and we submit this to you, God. We pray that you are blessed indeed, God, in the name of Jesus, Father. We thank you for protection and guidance in the name of Jesus. We plead the blood of Jesus over us, God, in the name of Jesus, God. I pray that you would deliver every woman, Father, who may have gone through things father god to get that that get to where they at and they may have forgotten father god that it was you father god i pray that you would put conviction in them and remembrance, God, I pray, I pray that a peace that surpasses all understanding overwhelms each person that is at the sound of my voice in the name of Jesus. And I see we surrender to you. I pray, God, that you will accept this prayer. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer, God. I pray, Father God, for your glory to be to reign through each of these marriages. Father God, every evil thought, every evil desire, every soulish thought every soulish work we bring it to nothing right now in the name of jesus father god we thank you father god for your um for your word we thank you father god that all we had to do was come before you and confess our sins father god and you will heal our land so father god i pray that as each person gets off off this phone that they will i mean off this phone off this um podcast that they will confess their sins and father i pray that you will heal their marriages that you will heal their lands heal their businesses their children their relationships in the name of Jesus. I, sur- I seal this with the blood of Jesus and I submit it to you and surrender it to you, O Lord. God, I thank you for answered prayers and testimonies. In the name of Jesus, I pray, we pray, amen. And so, amen. And so I just feel pressed by the Holy Spirit to really remind you all to listen to the 10 to your children episode. If you have child or children who are, you know, not, maybe they're not doing well in school. Maybe they are sickly. Maybe they are being disobedient or rebellious. You know, maybe they're going down such a wrong path. Maybe you're starting to see a little, you know, certain characteristics of things that are not good. Maybe they're, they're, they're having sexual um 
confusion, um, homosexual confusions, anything like that, you know, I would really encourage you to listen to it um, and, 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 part, and do the challenge. I, I, I strongly believe that it will bless you and you will begin to see a change and not just your children. Um, but in yourselves and the relationship you have with them and God will begin to open your eyes and give you this understanding and give you the understanding of your children. And so I pray that you do so. And, um, once again, reach out to me, share your testimonies. God bless you all. I love y'all in real life. Take care. Oh yes. And if you have not, if you are listening to this and you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and savior. Okay, this uh, it doesn't work for you, but I have good news. You can accept him if you have not had a person. If you do not have a personal relationship with God, if you feel like maybe you've gone astray and you want to rededicate your life to God, please do me a favor. And I want to pray with you today. So I want you to repeat after me, please. If you have not given your life to Christ, if you have not, I want to pray with you. Um, Lord Jesus, I want you to repeat after me, Lord Jesus. For too long, I've kept you out of my life. I know that I'm a sinner and that I cannot save myself. No longer will I close the door when I hear you knocking. By faith, I gratefully receive your gift of salvation. I am ready to trust you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for coming to earth. I believe you are the Son of God who died on the cross for my sins and rose from the dead on the third day. Thank you for bearing my sins and giving me the gift of eternal life. I believe your words are true. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus, and be my savior. In Jesus' name, amen. So congrats, if you said that prayer with me, congratulations. I pray that God really puts you, um, I pray that God shows you your church. I pray God puts you on the heart of those called by his name who will continue to lead you and guide you and shepherd you. But above all else, I pray that you have such a close relationship with God. And I pray that nothing will come against this acceptance. For guess what? You've done the best thing. You have accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And the gift of salvation is the most precious gift one could ever receive. So congratulations. And I just pray um, God's mercy and grace upon you and that it's only up from here. God bless you. Take care.